Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show. The modern economy relies heavily on semiconductors, and while global foundries might not be among the top 10 semiconductor companies by market cap, their impact is profound. From smartphones and cars to servers running generative AI models, global foundries plays a vital role. Its third quarter earnings topped analyst estimates. Excluding some items, profit was $0.55 cents a share in the period, above consensus forecast of $0.49. Cents. And recently, the company expanded its reach with a new facility in Singapore, anticipating the creation of 1,000 jobs. Let's dive deeper into Global Foundry's strategies, projections and industry trends, and we are joined by Tan Yu Kong, Senior Vice President and General Manager for Global Foundries Singapore. Welcome to the show, Yukong. Good morning, Ryan and team and uh, the Money FM listener. Glad to be here and thanks for inviting. Yeah, great to have you on. Of course, Global Foundries is a big name in the industry. Let's get into your latest earnings report card. Pretty strong third quarter results. Revenue came in at $1.85 billion. Gross margins, 29.2%. And you, of course, had the adjusted earnings per share of $0.55. Cents. What would you say drove the performance? First of all, I think the resilience and dedicated of a team across the whole world, really, including Singapore, really helped us to deliver great financial results uh, coming in at the upper end of our guidance range. Basically, we are producing the essential chips, actually, that cover 70% of the semiconductor market space including the fast-growing markets such as automotive, smartphone devices, home IoT, Internet of Things, and then, of course, not to forget a very important piece of AI and as well as the automotive industry that is picking up strongly. And also, we have close partnership with our customer during the long-term growth together so that we drive the foundry innovation, differentiated solutions across all the essential end markets. That helped us in helping to drive the performance in Q3. All right, Yukon, worth noting your gross margins. Uh, you managed to protect it to some extent. It's 29.2% despite revenue coming down 11%. So when you look at industry, would you say things have bottomed out? Because we've been hearing reports about how there's an inventory glut in many places. You know, there's been a bit of sluggish demand for devices. Where are things right now? Well, I think the, the market space is still uh, a mixed bag. Basically, there are some uh, uh, sector like the mobile space is still uh, rattling at the bottom. Uh, the good news is definitely we are seeing the inventory level coming down. We hope that it will bottom up and start to pick up uh, restocking again. But the stronger in- industry like the uh, automotive, the, uh, the, uh, the IoT is something helping us to, to position our company better in those uh, market sectors. So what we have been busy doing uh, mm. is actually we have uh, remixed our capacity to serve the corridor that is very, very uh, high demand uh, in the uh, mobile space. So ah. that help us in the levering our performance. Okay, I can see that's where you perhaps might be focusing your efforts on to drive future growth. That's correct. Okay, let's talk about your future growth plans. And this is where Singapore comes into play. You've got a new plant, a new $4 billion fabrication plant. How does that align with the company's broader market expansion plans? What is it going to involve? What is it going to make? Well, first and foremost, uh, Global Foundry has a global footprint. We have actually factories in three continents, uh, Singapore being one of them. 
And then uh, we have Dresden in Germany as well as uh, Malta, New York, as well as Burlington in USA, uh, also serving the whole world. And uh, with the new plant facility, is actually part of a strategy expansion. Uh, we open it in September, and actually that allows us to produce something like 400, up to 450,000 wafers, 300 millimeter size per year. Uh, that actually brings the whole Singapore site capacity to be 1.5 million wafers, 300 millimeter equivalent annually when we are fully ramped up. But the important thing as well is that you know we we are continuing to deliver. Uh, supply chain flexibilities to mm. our customer. We have actually technology nodes that is overlapping across the continent. So in a way, in the current context of the world whereby we all are asking for a supply resilient, I think Global Foundry certainly positioned very well in that space. And the chips that we produce, uh, including high-end markets, including the automotive, the, uh, the premium uh, mobile set, as well as the secure devices segment. As the whole country is going, uh, rather the world is going from globalization to regionalization, you can see a pattern of the uh, onshoring, friendshoring, reshoring happening across the world. So having this global footprint definitely allows our customers to position better in their business. Yeah, supply chain resilience definitely part of the game here. And part of the expansion plans, you will require talent. So how does that play into the jobs you're going to be creating? What sort of high-value jobs can we expect? And in terms of maybe skills development, what can we also look forward to? A global foundry uh, with the new expansion will be bringing in another thousand new high-value jobs, ranging from technicians to associate engineers to engineers. And it's going to be indirectly also propel the supporting ecosystem from the supplier, contractors, providers, and small businesses. And that will help to boost up our ecosystem in Singapore as well. We spend a lot of effort uh, in the uh, skilled talents uh, uh, development for a company as well as a country. We have been uh, busy engaging with uh, Institute of Higher Learning Right. In fact, recently, we have also signed a five-year MOU with the Republic Poly. The framework is really to provide trainings, internship, work-study programs, growing. We have so far have more than 170 interns from the Republic Poly joining us, and of which about 21% has been converted to full-time. And we continue to partner with industrial associations like the SSIA to Singapore, Semiconductor uh, Industry. And uh, we also do the outreach program all the way down to the secondary school. We believe in starting young. So we wanted to reach out to them to kind of stir their interest going into engineering field. So those are the efforts that we have been collaborating with all the Institute of Higher Learning as well as all the polytechnics and uh, ITE to try to propel Mm. uh, interest in engineering and also grow the talent pipelines uh, for Singapore. Yep, so not just investing in the supply chain, but also in the pipeline of talent coming through. We are chatting Tan Yu Kong. He's the Senior Vice President and General Manager for Global Foundry Singapore. So, Yu Kong, let's talk a bit about a strategy here. And this is where five years ago, Global Foundries made the strategic move to move away from so-called leading-edge chips. These are the seven nanometer nodes. How has this affected the company's, I guess, outlook for where things are going. Why did you decide to do that? And what are the advantages this brings to Global Foundries? Well, first and foremost, we recognize uh, that innovation does not only restrict to the single-digit nanometer space. In fact, if you study the patterns of the industry, 70% of the industry, the semiconductor market space, actually uses technology that is bigger than the 7 nanometer kind of Mm. uh, single-digit space. 
And uh, this this was exactly why we decided uh, as a company, Global Foundry, decided to walk away from the, the single-digit uh, nanometer chips and focus more on the essential technology nodes. And that's the one that is residing in the 70% market space. So we are spending our effort through the uh, technical development as well as the innovation to come up with all the uh, differentiated purpose-built uh, solutions, future solutions for our customer and in fact, actually, when we make a decision to do that, it was very welcome in the industry because for a very long time, people felt that we have not spent enough time innovating in those space. So when Global Foundry took a position to innovate in those areas, it was very well received by the market. And one of the key end markets uh, that we actually play in is also automotive and the IoT that I mentioned, the Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is seeing a very steady growth uh, in the in the recent time as well. And that's exactly helped us to uh, position what our, posi- uh, our performance is today. Yeah, you can talk about growth, innovation and demand. We can't not talk about AI. How is Global Foundry's position for that? Because this involves... GPUs or graphics processing units to serve that market. Where are you in that equation? Well, I think AI is, for us, is going to help to uh, change the industry for the next upcycle. And uh, that will trigger a whole series of uh, replacement cycle for all the uh, customers uh, as well as our end user. And uh, you can't have only have one AI chip and that's it. You can't do anything with the chips. So you need a lot of uh, chips around it that is called essential chips to make it. For example, imagine that you have AI chips in your handphone. The handphone doesn't work with only one chip. There are many chips inside there. In fact, if you open up the, the handset today, you will not be surprised to see more than one chip that produced by Global Foundries. So we are optimistic that, you know, with the AI coming in, the industry is going to grow. As well, we expected to a one trillion market share in the next decade, and that will help together with all the mega trend of digitalizations and uh, automotive going to EV. You know, all this is going to bring up the market, and everybody will need more chips from battery management all the way down to sensors and mm-hmm. and, uh, and radar. So this is where we are playing in. No, I guess this is a good time to get you to look into the crystal ball for global foundries. Where do you see things going in terms of your growth projections, and how Singapore plays a part in that? Well, in the long term, we still believe that the industry is going to grow. This is something today we are seeing a usual semiconductor cyclical cycle. It goes up, it goes down, but more importantly, we study the patterns of the semiconductor. Every time it goes up, it comes back up even stronger than before. So this is something that we continue to believe in that. So we will continue to focus our energy uh, as uh, in the research on the R&D, partnering the IHL to really get all the great uh, solutions, the feature solution with a better uh, uh, figure of Maurice, which is the performance of the chips, so that we can support our customer to grow their business. And also better position on our technology so that we are competing in a very high end of the chip industry. All right, lots to look forward to for Global Foundries. We've been chatting with Tan Yu Kong. He's the Senior Vice President and General Manager for Global Foundries Singapore. Yu Kong, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks for your time. Thank you, Ryan, and, uh, and listeners. Save Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.